Fans of the Dynasty Invest podcast, if you feel like there was one particular episode in the back catalogue in the anthology of Dynasty Invest podcast episodes that really, really, really was massively valuable to you, feel free to share that with a fellow dental colleague who's in a similar position so their understanding of finance can be elevated and they can hit the next level of financial success in their life. Also, as well as that, if you could take two seconds to rate and review this podcast, it would mean the world to me. What that would mean is that it drives this podcast further in terms of reach so that more dentists across the world can be able to benefit from the knowledge contained therein. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Dentists Who Invest podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Dentistry Invest podcast, where I have returning guest, Dr. Bobby, here again today to talk about squat practice. How are you, my friend? How have you been? Hey, man. Yeah, I'm absolutely awesome. How are you? I'm really, really, really good. I'm 11 out of 10. Thank you for asking. I'm really looking forward to this episode today. What we decided that we would talk about for the benefit of everybody listening is the journey when opening a squat practice, high level, but more specifically, the very moment that you open your front door to the very moment that you start turning a profit because business is about tweaking things and sometimes just throwing a lot of shit and see what's to see what sticks. And I know, Bobby, you've been through that exact journey and I wanted to know how that looks for you because most people out there listening, this is the main thing that's holding them back from opening a squat practice because obviously if we could open a squat practice and it would be profitable instantly, everybody would flip and do it because it's a 100% ROI and the money that we're going to put down. But it's that... It's that purgatory phase. It's the part in between opening the front door and getting to the point where we're actually turning a profit that I'm really, really, really interested to know more about. So I'm hoping you can share your expertise on that one, Bobby. So maybe if we start from the start, we seem sensible. How did that journey look for you? The day you opened the practice, give us a little bit of context you opened the practice, how that journey looked up to the point. Yeah, so leading up to the practice, uh, I mean, for me personally, maintaining my associate job at the beginning was really important because that, you know, kept my cash flow ticking over. Um, but what was massively, massively crucial for us was pre-marketing campaign. You know, we did not open with uh, an empty door. So we had bums on seats from day one. And that was so, 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 so important. Like We must have taken about 40, 50 odd new patients, you know, in the first uh, in the first month. We were all ready and all booked in and it was a really difficult time of the year as well it's coming up to christmas we were in december you know people don't want to part with their cash you know that time of the year uh, but it's just about you know keeping them warm you know keeping them ticking over yeah there's a whole process behind that you know you got to really look after these people <laughs> not just the case of taking the leads and you know giving them a call when you open you know you gotta you gotta create a bit of buzz gotta nurture them right yeah, so you gotta... nurture those leads yeah, nurture them. So we've done lots of things, you know. So beforehand, um, we would contact all of them on the phone, you know, initially, let them know exactly what's going on, what the update is with the practice. Um, then we started a little mailing list. So we started putting out a little newsletter, just, uh, you know, developments about the practice, you know, before and after pictures. Um, so patients could really start to get a feel for what the place is going to look like. One of the really hard things is when you're starting in a practice from scratch, your patients can't see anything. You've got nothing to show other than possibly some like pictures, you know, from architects or whatever. But it's it's really difficult. So you've got to try and create that image in your patients' heads, you know, before you open, you know, how it's going to feel, what's the vibe going to be like, you know, how are they going to be looked after? Uh, it's really, really important, you know, just to get that feeling across to them, how you're going to look after them. 
Um, so yeah, we did that. And then we also did video consultations as well, you know, patients who wanted to find out a bit more information. We really pushed on that beforehand, which worked really well. How big did the mailing list get then? How many leads did you have? Yeah, so we had about a hundred. Decent. Um, yeah, yeah, it was it was good. I mean, we only started. We we did actually lose quite a bit. In all fairness, the reason why that happened was the building got delayed. So we started our marketing campaign too early. Uh, the building got delayed by about two to three months. So you know that was a little bit on the downside. But that said, we still had a wicked opening. You know, we we had enough to keep us going. <laughs> That's cool. But people, I think people on social media and, uh, you know, from the context of the internet, they think it's all about having a mailing list of hundreds of thousands of people, really actually a hundred really good, decent leads is a hundred potential patients. Naturally, we're never going to get a hundred percent conversion ratio, but because they're warm, because they're specifically what you're looking for and they're specifically interested in what you have to offer. That's actually a hundred people that you're talking to. If we think about that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, you're completely right. Um, and, you know, the other good thing for us was visibility. You know, we were on a massive corner plot, you know, on the intersection of two main roads uh, opposite a supermarket. So people could see us, um, you know, that went in our favor massively. We bannered the hell out of it. So I'm not talking little banners. I'm talking, you know, massive, like, you know, huge things with QR codes and whatnot um and, you know all that helps you know the whole local community even the ones that weren't on that mailing list the whole local community knew what was going on and knew that we were going to be in your dental practice um that whole nine to twelve months while we were being built well played sir and then what that meant was that presumably the day that you opened your doors you had this deluge of people waiting to come and be your patients how many people did you get coming to see the practice on the first day, signing up. How did that look? Or did they all come at once or were they spread out? I'm just curious how that... Uh, we, we, we spread everything out. Um, yeah. There's a big reason for that. So we needed to test things in the practice. Uh, you know, one of the key things when you're putting together a new team, new practice, all brand new equipment, um, you don't want to overload the system from day one um, because you don't want things to, you know, break down. They're always going to have a few teething issues, you know, when you're first starting out. So, you know, key for us was actually initially we purposely kept it a little bit slow um, just so we could figure out everything, you know, refine our processes, you know, refine the patient journey. Um, so we did that over December and then come January, we had our official opening and that's just when we went full on. My man. Awesome. OK. And then how did that official opening look what did you do differently or was it just that you made a little bit of a fanfare about it or or was it an open day or what was that like uh it was uh, a bit of everything really to be honest with you <laughs> it was just uh, a massive uh, party in the practice <laughs> we invited all the patients uh, all the people that registered with us um i'm quite fortunate i've got loads of friends and family in the area um you know what the funniest thing is what got us the most leads on that day is putting balloon stand outside the practice doors can you believe that one of these big balloon arches the phone was ringing all afternoon that day people driving past saying we've seen those balloons are you open now <laughs> yeah how bonkers is that yeah, that's amazing little... i mean you know what it's 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 interesting it's funny but then human beings were such creatures of well, we, you know, we, that, that sort of stuff appeals to us, you know, and we're not, we're definitely not creatures of logic. Yeah. No matter how much we make ourselves out to be. 
And sometimes you might have the most logical proposition as to why you're the best practice and you're opening for business. And in addition to that, you need these big balloons just to announce that fanfare to the world to really, really, really get people talking about you and to really get people to notice. And actually, you need both of those things. And the second that we're open to understanding how we can use marketing to spread our authentic message that we can help a lot of people is all of a sudden how we can serve way more people because we're now appealing to them in a way that they can understand. Not all the technical stuff, but flipping balloons, archways of balloons. Balloons and banners, old school. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I'm taking notes over here. That's actually really cool, actually. Okay, so what happened next then after you opened the practice and you had the balloons and all the people signed up? How long was it until you became profitable? Yeah, by by month three. You know, by month three, yeah, we were taking uh, way more money than was going out by the third month. Um, And bearing in mind, that's only, I was still at that time only running the practice three days a week. Um, and I was still working as an associate, you know, for the other couple of days. So it's, you know, I get asked this question by dentists so often, you know, how quick, you know, do you get a return on your money? Um, and there's so many different factors to it, but, you know, for us, um, you know, by month three and, you know, it's as simple as that, just having all the right systems in place, right pricing, right branding, right marketing, right strategy, um it's not as hard as what you think you know everybody's really scared about it um (laughs) but you know if you're a dentist you work in practice you know what you can gross anyway um you're just translating that into your own practice and figuring out the ways you know to do that gotcha okay cool very 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 cool so what i'm curious to know is obviously at that point the practice became cash flow positive which was wonderful and to give us a little bit of context, to give us a little bit of context as to yourself, Bobby, and how you got to that point, were you a really profitable associate? Would you would you say that you were out of the ordinary in that respect? I, I wouldn't say so, but I think most dentists would just class themselves as, you know, average Joe's. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, fair enough. I, 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 I have... are average Joe's to them. You know, yeah, so, you know, I gross, I, gross, I gross well, you know, as an associate dentist. Uh, I have a special interest, you know, in implants, um, you know, not doing too much of the complex stuff, but, you know, that helps massively. You know, that's a definitely a key thing um, that helped with us as well. You know, having some form of a niche, you know, something that you can grow some highly in. Um, but to be honest with you, the majority of our profitability uh, to date has actually just come from general dentistry, you know, believe it or not. <laughs> you know, without all the fancy stuff, you know, and that's all yet to be built in massively. How long until the diaries were full? How long did that take? Yeah, so diaries... before you could go into the clinic and you'd see a week full of patients in your diary? Yeah, so by, by that by that third month, we, we were oh. at that point, yeah. So now that, you know, the week, the weeks are full, we hold, uh, we hold an appointment every single day for same-day emergencies, um but you know week to week we're full and even if we're not full we fill the day it's like magic (laughs) you know we do a certain amount of marketing we're very proactive so we know for a fact that you know if we're going to go in tomorrow and there's gaps we will fill them and you know that that happens every day you know when when we have gaps without fail (laughs) gotcha okay cool so it's not an issue basically 
No, it's not an issue. It used to scare me so much right at the start. It was like, you know, you're constantly just looking at the diary and you're seeing gaps and you're thinking, oh my God, like, you know, is this going to fill up? Am I going to get patients in? And we just got to a point now where we have our system in place. It doesn't worry us. You know, you can look at the diary a week ahead. And if there is a gap, no fear. It doesn't matter. We know it's filled. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. What about recruitment? Has that been something that's been straightforward for you? Yeah, recruitment's been uh, an issue, as you know, everybody was saying, dentistry right now. <laughs> uh fortunately i haven't had the need for an associate dentist as of yet so you know not going down that journey until a little bit later in the year um but with the rest of the team you know recruiting nurses has been you know a bit of an issue um we're very fortunate we're growing the team now so we've got another two team members starting next week um and that's actually one of the things that has held back our growth um you know finding the right team it's not just the fact that you don't just want to hire anyone either. You've got to make sure that that person's going to fit into your values, your systems, um, you know, your beliefs and your vision for the practice. You know, that's so, so, so important rather than just hiring any randoms. Beautiful. And you know what? Here is something I would like to know and something that I think is really interesting. If you could pick three of the biggest factors, three of the biggest reasons why you believe your practice became profitable so fast what would you say those three things are yeah first thing is uh having a strategy you know absolutely having a plan of what you're going to do and how you're going to do it uh second thing is team you know um the team is so 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 important and making sure that you're proactive um and not passive you know that that is the second thing and the third thing is is just uh letting go of fear just don't be scared because that enables you to just do other things that other practices, other people aren't doing. Um, you know, it's taken me a few months to to learn that, but we've got there now. It's so true though, especially in business. It's like lots of the time people are making decisions in business. They don't understand that they have a massive cognitive bias to stay exactly as they are and not change anything which is one of the worst things that you can do in business because you have to constantly be adapting and agile. Even if, And that, 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 that process is so powerful. That internal bias is so powerful that for some people, even when you give them an opportunity that's like flipping nine out of 10, it's going to work because nothing's ever a guarantee, right? Then yeah. they'll, they'll not do anything. They'll not change. They'll rather accept where they are, their current situation, rather than take an opportunity, which is a 90% likelihood of working out. And obviously it's difficult to quantify, but what I mean is the flipping low hanging fruit, obvious thing, obvious things. Yeah. Because our brains are designed to allow us to survive and not to thrive. And the second you realize that cognitive bias in yourself is the second where you think to yourself, Hmm, I'm feeling this fear, but it's probably not rational because it's probably from my subconscious and it's probably holding me back. So I'm going to choose not to listen to it. Yeah, and I can tell you a little story about that as well. So before the practice opened, I actually used to stalk all of the local practices and see what was going on in their social medias, you know, having a little nose. And it used to strike so much fear into me. And I'd be like, oh, my God, they're doing this or they're doing that now. You know, how can I compete with that? Um, And now exactly the same. That fear is just gone. You know, all I look at now is this is my practice. I know how well we're doing. How can I make my practice even better? And I judge it against myself. Boom. I love it. Well, it's all about how you frame things, isn't it? 
you can either think to yourself, hmm, they're the competition, they're the head of me, or you, they're ahead of me, or you can think, hmm, what can I learn and implement into my practice? And if I work harder than them, chances are I can implement it better than them. Boom. Exactly. Look at what uh, those guys do, copy it and make it better. <laughs> boom. If you could go back to yourself and you could share with yourself that previous version of Bobby, a few bits of wisdom about opening the dental practice, about getting it to the point where it's profitable, what would you say? Or maybe you just like flip and re-emphasize the three points that you made earlier, just do those things and you're good. Or maybe there's something else in there as well. Yeah, no, the main thing is just don't be scared. You know, don't listen to what other people say. That is massively important. You know, other people have so much influence on us, you know, by what they tell us. But, you know, if you've got a desire, you've got passion to open your own practice, you know, don't hold back, you know, don't because somebody else said to you, oh, it's too expensive or you're not going to make your money back. It's a lie. You know, you've got to believe it yourself and then make that happen. And you can do that by having the right strategy and the right planning you know, in place. Um, don't just don't be scared and don't listen to what other people say, because I've done it. And, you know, in my head, I was just an average Joe dentist. And, you know, I never thought of myself as, you know, anything special. But I've created something, you know, magical and it's amazing. <laughs> and, you know, that can be you if you've had that thought in your head. Um, but don't let other people kill it. Love that. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And, you know, just to re-emphasize what you have just said, what it would be interesting to know is naturally we start out, we're going to build a dental practice and we have this idea of how it's going to pan out in our head. And then we actually do it. And then usually more often than not, it's different than how we expected. Was there any big epiphanies that were happy that you realized along the way, happy epiphanies that you realized about practice ownership, that you realized about that life, that you thought to yourself, wow, if I didn't do this, I would have never had the opportunity to learn this lesson, this thing that I've just realized, this really cool, awesome thing that I never appreciated. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just massive. It has changed my life completely in so many different ways. You know, it's, you know, learning a brand new skill. Um, you know, it's just, it is, you know, literally life transforming, you know, in a, in a, in a great way. Um, it's hard to, it's hard to describe it. It's just the best feeling in the world you can ever have is walking into something that you've created out of your own head. <laughs> You know, that, that's the only way I can describe it. You know, think of it in your head and then you've made it happen. And then you walk into that, you breathe it, you live it. You know, no, no one can give you that feeling. You know, it, it's incredible. Love that, Bobby. Bobby, we're coming up to the end of this podcast now. I understand that you help dentists as well. You want to start their own squat praxis? Yeah, yeah. So um, on the back of setting up my practice, you know, I was getting a lot of dentists inquiring, asking, you know, about how I set things up. Um, so I decided to set something up just to do some training, helping some dentists. So I'm taking groups of dentists, you know, through all of the process of setting up the, you know, their own practices, explaining exactly how we did what we did, um, sharing my complete journey. Um, and it's been, yeah, it's been incredible so far. We're building such a, such a great community um you know guys who starting their own practices they're all learning sharing ideas and yeah it's phenomenal that's cool and bobby where's the best place to get in touch with you regarding that yeah so just reach out to me on instagram dr bandal um or same on facebook that's cool top stuff listen bobby thank you so much for giving up 
your Tuesday evening of the day. Good to see you once more, and I'm sure we'll speak again very soon. All right. Thanks, James. If you enjoyed this podcast, please hit follow or subscribe so you can stay up to date with information on new podcasts which are released weekly. Please also feel free to leave a positive review so others can learn about this podcast and benefit from it. I would also encourage any fans of the podcast to sign up to the free Facebook community from which the podcast originated. Please search Dentists Who Invest on Facebook and hit join to become part of a community of thousands of other dentists interested in improving their finances, well-being and investing knowledge. Looking forward to seeing you on there.